Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 130 of Two Left Thumbs, your gaming podcast powered by Grayskull. I'm your host, Deft Puppies, and joining me riding shotgun this week is Mr. Boomstick. How are you, man? How you doing, brother? Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity to sit down with you. I love the title of the of the show, Two Left Thumbs. That is fantastic. Uh, didn't realize you had over 130 episodes, which is really good. I mean, that's you know, that's that's something to be said about keep, keeping anything that long. Thank you. It's um, I, I, it's it's not the name isn't my own, and I was only here from episode 16. I kind of I've, I've kind of stole the podcast. Um, over, over a long period of time i got invited on as a guest and i never left and then as as the show's progressed over the last thing it's been like three years we've been running now um wow. uh yeah, just over three years um we've i've had i've had you know, the original guests leave because of work and life commitments and other ones come and other ones go and I've, i'm just here running the show talking to people it's um it's been fun it's really really cool um yeah so for, for those playing at home who are you and what do you do well, I mean, the the, the short the, the short story uh, is uh, I'm a retired New York City police officer. I did it for 21 years, um, wow. and I have been gaming since 1978, uh, since my dad brought home the Atari 2600. Um, and when I retired in 2014, I had a really bad uh, spinal cord injury where. I had to have a lot of work done back there. And at that point, you know, when you have that kind of hardware put into you, the job tells you that you're a liability. So I retired and it was great. It was it was time for me to go anyway. It just happened to be work, worked out the way it was. But I've always been a diehard gamer. And I, I originally, my thought process was to get into writing, to be a journalist. You know what I'm saying? Because right. yep. I worked in yep. community affairs. I worked with the community. I worked as a youth officer. So I was always intermingling with people, using video games as a platform to talk with the kids and talk with my fellow peers. Not that they really wanted to hear about it because, you know, but now, <laughs> now it's very accepted in the police department. Before it was very taboo. It was like, you know, what do you mean you play games? You know, now it's, it's some, thing, kind, of, right? some, it's, some it's, kind of stitch yeah. up, you know, cops don't yeah. play games. There's <laughs> They're no fun, right? Right. But, you know, but I, I, I brought in a change and uh, it, it, and it was great. It was fantastic. I had a, an amazing career. So what wound up happening with me is in 2014, uh, a year after the Xbox One had released, there was a turn in social media, but more specifically gaming media that left a sour taste in my mouth on how Xbox was being treated. Now, I support every console. I have everything. I don't play on PC, but I have a Switch. I have a PS5, an Xbox Series X, and S. I, I, I support everything. I've always have. I've never been like the one console kind of a gamer. I, support, I love gaming, so I don't care where I play and what I play as long as I'm having fun. And then some people were telling me, hey, listen, you should check out YouTube. Like YouTube, like isn't that just like for kids? Like, what are they, you know, gaming? Turns out there was an amazing a bunch of content creators that talked about video games that were just like me. So I was like, I, I got into watching, you know, the Iron Lords podcast. I got into watching Crossfire with uh, with the Mooch Gamer, and that is where it started. Um, I had listened to that particular show, and I had DM'd him. Just like you did for me 
and I said, hey, listen, do you ever have anyone on in the community in, on the show? And he says, yes, we, we've done that before. Would you like to come on? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely would I like to come on. So I guest appeared. And for me, you know, at this point, I'm in my, in my mid-40s. I'm right, like, yeah. okay, well, you know, it's, it's, it's the checklist. You know, go to Hawaii, check, retire, check, do other things, get a new car, check is great. Get on a podcast, talk about video games. Check, big check. check. Done. It's like the. It's it's like right. I was. I've actually seen a lot of tweets about this recently. It's like the the, the thirty plus white guy thing to do is just start a podcast. <laughs> and uh, there have been so many. There have been so many, especially with 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 the lockdown and the pandemic. People are like, well, I have nothing to do. Podcast. And there have been so yeah. many podcasts pop up. And it's been fantastic because there's, there's lots of people that I, I've known for a while or have seen around that are just getting into their first podcast now. And it's really cool to watch them kind of grow and get their own groove and, and find out where they're going with that as well. And it's been really, really fun to see. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it was an interesting journey because, remember, my, my forte was law enforcement, you know. Uh, I didn't have any... Uh, you know, degrees in content creation, uh, software management, uh, you know, advertisement. There's a lot that goes into pushing your brand. And I got onto the show. I did it. A lot of people enjoyed the, the fresh presence that I brought. Then again, that's not my words. I don't talk about myself. I don't like doing that. Um, and then I got back. He asked me again. And by the third time I jumped on the show, he had gotten so much positive feedback and I didn't, dude, I was just talking about games. I, you know, what you see, see, what's interesting is what you're seeing now, that's how I was in uniform. Like, there, there wasn't like a Batman, you know, Batman Bruce Wayne thing. It's just, this is how I was yeah. in and out of uniform. You were just like con one con and, constant personality as opposed to dividing yeah. work mm -hmm. and home. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So uh, people dug the fresh, uh, you know, responses that I had. And he asked me to be on as a regular panel member. And at this point, I was packed with with excitement because i was like holy cow i'm on a podcast and i spent two years there and what wind up happening is in that two-year fray um i started my own first podcast which was uh friday mornings breakfast at boom 10 a.m two-hour show uh rotating chairs for guests and i started kind of learned on the job how to you know run a show you know my write topics and what I wind up finding out is that I enjoyed writing so much that I'm up four days a week past midnight writing these shows. And I absolutely love it. It's, it's just, it's so much fun. And then, of course, you know, after two years there, uh, I had been working there, well, working. I had been on the show on Friday evenings. And uh, my wife is off weekends. And what I wanted to do is I found that, you know, it was unfair for her to lose her Friday night. Right. So yeah, I yeah, had definitely. So I had I had taken my leave. I had stepped away from that show because I wanted to give my wife back her Friday evenings, which we did a lot. You know, went to the movies, went out shopping, went to dinner, you name it. After a long day, a long, hard week for her, who's still working, it was it was the right thing to do. <clears throat> And then, hold on. And then what wound up happening, interestingly enough, is I thought about doing an evening podcast on Mondays, which is primetime gaming. And 
there is an audience there, an audience that comes out every week to check it out, and they enjoy the banter. Last night's show, we had uh, um, One Bad Mother on from Xbox Era, uh, yeah. and we had an incredible adult conversation about what's happening in the gaming industry regarding sexual misconduct. And we spent an hour and 15 uh, on that topic specifically. Oh, wow. And it, it was, it was, a, it was, a, I mean, there's a lot a, there, was, there's a lot there to discuss and kind of unpack as yes. well. Um, like yes. it's, it's a huge issue. And I mean, I know, I know for a lot of people, it's only like recently becoming as a shock, but this has been happening for, I mean, years and years and years. It's just no yes. one's really, yeah. no one's really talked about it. Um, and which is a real shame because it needs to be talked about and spoken up against more. Definitely. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's um there. There's a lot there. Um, I'm I'm really hoping we can kind of over the next, let's say five years, kind of really root it out, and like have it down to pretty well nothing. Because I I don't think, knowing people being people, I don't think it'll be going away anytime soon. It'll take like a generation or two. Like you know, we have to teach our kids, and they have to teach their kids. Yeah. It's a very slow process. But now that we've started that catalyst, um, I think it's important we keep that up, especially with education and discussing the topics as well. Um, to really kind of make sure it's known about. Yeah, I mean, listen, it is, listen, change is hard. Any kind of change, whether that be in law enforcement, whether that be in your, you know, uh, government or even video games, right? Uh, and this is, this is, a, uh, you know, the era of the boys club, I think, has come to an end. I, I, I think yeah. the, the, the early wealthy, you know, uh, folks that feel that they don't have or run in the same lane as the common folks like us, that has to come to an end. It, it, you can be rich, you can have be, be, be well off and be wealthy and still be a good human being, right? We've seen that time and time again. Uh, Bill Gates is a perfect example of that. Uh, you know, he's one of the richest men in the world, and he, him and his wife, you know, obviously they had their thing, they separated, but the way that they have conducted themselves as proper human beings, giving back, giving back, giving back all of this money to causes that they found important, can it can happen. Uh, specifically with Activision, well, Bobby Kotek is the guy running the ship, uh, and, and, and we, we talked about it last night of whether or not he needs to be removed because at the end of the day, the captain of the ship is held responsible for other people's actions. If you don't know what's going on in the company, I understand it's big, but this is something that I'm sure he was made aware of. Oh and yeah, definitely. He, I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know him personally, but I, I think I feel like if he knew about it, he didn't care. Like, right. like the, as long as the shareholders are happy. Exactly. As long as the shareholders are happy and that he's getting his money, which is like more than anyone actually needs, ridiculous. which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. removing him would be a good start, I think. But again, this is this is something that is that is deep seated, not throughout just one company, but throughout the entirety right. of society. Um, so again, it's back to that that education thing. But you know, if we, we start making big changes now, that ripple effect will only get bigger as we go down the line in generations. Yeah, one hundred percent. So getting so getting back to my shows, uh, I am I'm an Xbox guy. That's what they know me on the, on on the socials. Xbox guy. I, I support everything, but I I prefer to play an Xbox for a multitude of reasons. Uh, one, I like my friends list. I love my achievements more than I like my trophies for PlayStation. 
Um, I like my controllers. I think the controller, even though as much as I love the DualSense, I'm, you know, I like my Elite controller. Yeah, I've um, always found and, the, um, the, the, the Xbox controller more, personally, more comfortable. Um, there's something yes. about the way that the joysticks are placed with the PlayStation ones. They're too, I've got, I've got quite, uh, quite large yes. hands. Yeah, I so you're, like you're constantly bashing your hands <laughs> against each other and just, no, I can't do it. Um, I know the, the, the new PS5 controllers are a lot better than their PS4 counterparts parts now. I haven't had a tra- chance to try one yet um, because PS5s don't actually exist. They're a myth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of like finding a four-leaf clover. They're, that's yeah, the reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. So, uh, so I have two Xbox shows per week, uh, and what, what? And you say, well, why two? Like, like how different are they? What wound up happening is we saw in the last eighteen months a resurgence of Xbox, unlike anything we could have ever predicted. Like they have, when talk about an complete one eighty from. The disastrous launch in 2013, and the 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 slow and and even some would even call it a crawl to uh, to 2017. The, the four year span was not good for Xbox. And and listen, they had people in you know in positions that did not want to be a part of it. They didn't want to yeah. be a part. You know, obviously Terry Myerson was a was a was a was was a big problem. Uh, you know, obviously, a good old Donnie D with, hey, listen, if you don't want to be online all the time, I got a console for you. You know, you can't say things like that, and you know, to your customers. So they got rid of those folks, and they put Phil Spencer in charge. And you know, if we're talking post E3 2018, when they announced the acquisition of those five studios plus the, uh, the creation of the initiative, it wasn't a completely, and it's been nothing but, you know, rainbows and unicorns for for Xbox. Yeah, they've um, they've really ramped yeah. up. Like, I've, oh, yeah. I've been, I've, I've been, I know a lot of people probably call it this, but I've dubbed it the Phil, Phil Spencer effect. <laughs> uh, Big yeah, Daddy Phil's just come in. He's like, he's all right because he came in and things changed pretty well immediately. Yeah, uh, you know, I think the acquisitions were what the year or two after, so that would have given them time to actually run those deals and proof them out and then yeah, it's just been non-stop snowballing from there um it's going to be interesting to see how how this is in a couple of years business-wise yeah. because uh, there's going to be a point where the where it's going to get nearly too big because yeah. right now even with everything coming out it's very very like, especially for like just an average game it's very overwhelming you know you've got games left right and center you've got game pass which is just growing the greatest thing since sliced bread, <laughs> right? It's so good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned for its effects on the rest of the industry. I'm, mean, I'm sure the rest of the industry will kind of pick up pace and kind of follow suit eventually. But right now, it's going to get to a point where you're going to like, well, is it on Game Pass? Yes. Does that mean I'm going to buy it? Probably not, because it's going to be on Game Pass, even though it hasn't been announced yet. Like, I had that with um yeah. with with Doom, Doom Eternal. I knew Doom 2016 was on um, Game Pass, and I was like, right, cool." So I played that one, and I'm like, "It's gonna come to, it's gonna come to Game Pass." I know it is, so I just waited instead of paying for it, yeah. um, which which could have a, a slight negative effect. But I mean, I'm sure those developers are getting compensated fairly uh, for for being on that service, considering they're not really having their games paid for in traditional sales. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, <clears throat> they're doing it right over there. They're they're putting the customer first, uh, and a perfect example of this week is Monster for Xbox Game Pass. You have 
uh, Flight Simulator that released today, and of course the Ascent on Thursday. I mean, it's just been it's just been incredible, and there's a lot to look forward to. And you know something? It's going to just make your backlog even more larger than it probably already is, which yeah. is fantastic. So I have the Xbox Factor podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays, same name, but the way that I write the shows is that each of the four shows per week are always different. The only time that there is some repetitive conversation, if some, like the Bethesda deal, that could not be just talked about one day. That thing is talked oh, no, about for was, a month. That was, that, was, that was a lot to digest there. There was so yeah. much with that. Yeah, it, it was a monster deal. So, yeah, so I do four two-hour shows per week. Uh, I'm retired uh, outside of taking care of the home while my wife still works. That's my job. Uh, I love it. Uh, I enjoy doing it. I love the interaction with the community specifically. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm as transparent as glass. Everyone knows what I did in my prior career. Uh, they know who I am. They, they obviously they know who my wife is, who's a part of the channel in a big way. And you know, I am just enjoying the ride, to be honest. Yeah, it must be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to to retirement when I when I eventually get there. Um just so i can do that that'll be that'll be nice just kind of as long as my hands are still working i'll be good i mean there's adaptive controls now and, and vr's getting slowly better so hopefully for like in the few like i've got a while another 30 years before i retire so i'm fine but hopefully by then the technology's there where i don't even have to use my hands i can just like plug it straight into the brain and i'm set just that's cool yeah. chuck me up in a in a dusty old nursing home with a vr kit on my head perfect that's great. I'm set for life, yep. I'm, that's, that's all I'm saving for, it's just to pay for the rent. That's all I need. Yep. So, um... Your, your four shows, how, so how do you try to differentiate them? Because, um, I mean, four shows, I mean, is, is a lot um, to kind of to organize. You, you, I mean, even though you're in retirement, you must be a busy dude because that's, that's, that's a lot of work. Like, I, I run one that's weekly and I'm, 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 I'm exhausted. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's, look, I, I'll say this. Uh, I, you know, my dad taught us when we were very young, if you're doing something you love, then it's a then it then it's not work and that's really what it is i mean yes i i i do hold myself to a very high standard yeah uh, simply because there is an audience that i have built uh that i have to respect their time if, if you want people to come and listen to you speak about uh whatever uh whatever it is for me it's video games for two hours you have to put the work in and what what does that work consist of for me well um, there are, uh, like I had explained to you in the beginning, my disappointment with the way gaming media has changed. I don't listen to the IGNs and the game, st game spots and the Kotaku's and those big conglomerates. I don't because they, they, they are extremely biased. And if anyone says otherwise, all you got to do is just read some of the work that they do. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of the smaller sites. Um, I like uh, the VGCs of the world, which is the Video Game Chronicles. I like those guys over there. Uh, I like Game Rant. Uh, there's this, you know, I, I, you know, there's uh, I, I, one of the bigger ones that I actually still like that I, I feel it has, you know, kept it real is Game Informer. I like listening to those guys. I like their podcast, uh, and I like the way that their writers write. I, 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 I respect it because I'm an old school guy who used to run to the Optimo in the Bronx to grab my magazines, my EGMs, my game informers when they were at Funko Land, you know, that were thin as paper then, uh, yeah. you know, the, uh, the, you know, the, uh, um, you know, um, Gamers Republic magazine, which was freaking fantastic. Uh, 
Uh, and those were great writers back then. Uh, they, you know, and, uh, and, and some of the sites that I still listen to seem to have some of those traits, which I appreciate. So I do a lot of reading. And then I take what I you know, ingest from the articles, and then I put it into my own words. So I'm constantly writing. Uh, and each, uh, you know, what I like to do is I like to have at least four topics per show, half an hour per topic. Sometimes they go a little bit longer. Sometimes I'll write a whole show that's 4,000 words, and we'll get to half the content because the conversations become so interesting and unique in conversation that we just don't get to other topics. So I just move the I just move them over to another show. But each particular show, the primetime gaming on Monday, the uh, the bookend uh, breakfast at Boom, those are multi-plat shows. The two middle ones are obviously the Xbox Factor podcast, and there's been so much Xbox news that it's very easy to have eight topics for those two shows but a lot of the times like the last week was a little a little light on news even this week's a little light on news so sometimes you got to be creative and i and i'll write original pieces you know yeah. talking about why i think banjo kazooie needs to come back or why microsoft should buy said developer so they can make killer instinct uh and why that needs to come back in a big way uh, it, so it, it, it's it's like i said it's i think you will receive the rewards as long as you put out the content that and how i do it how i've always done it is i put out content that i know that i would love to listen to and it has worked out where i'm closing in on 10,000 subs on youtube which is pretty good considering i got into the game extremely late that is fantastic well done that's that's awesome thank you um 10,000 subs isn't anything to balk at at all. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll be happy when I get to 100, you know. I'm, I'm, we're, get, we're getting there. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we've, we've been... We had, used to have, like, a, a similar concept where we did uh, we did a weekly show. This back when there was more of us, obviously. Um, and we did we covered the news. And those, those dry spells, because there's always, like, those couple of months in the year where there is just nothing going there's no yep. news there's no announcements there's, there's no weird controversies going on um and <laughs> they are the most difficult times to write news podcasts because you're like, all right there's nothing here and uh, for, for the most part we usually we can wing it you know we, we we pick a game and we kind of all play it and kind of review it that way and all that kind of stuff um but yeah those those, those gaming droughts are, are tough um so you you generally combat that with like original pieces for the most yes, part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know we'll uh, we'll I I I, I love this, I, I love making topics from scratch because there are conversations you're only going to find on my program. Now, granted, I have seen that I'll do a I'll do a two hour show and someone will get a hold of it and be like, hey, listen, I want to talk about what he talked about. I never have a problem with that because then what I'm doing is stoking the fire of conversation, which is fantastic. Exactly. And uh, you know, obviously the same way that I get a lot of the stories from the you know the sites that do all the work, I, I you know I don't if I'm gonna read verbatim, like if if, if I read from a particular article like I will today on today's show at noon. I, of course, give the credit to the writer and, and the actual site. I never just read and the, you think it's me that wrote it because I would never do that. That's that's I don't like that kind of behavior. But, uh, yeah, a lot of the original material that I do write, um, I find interesting. Uh, and I and I, and 
for the most part, a lot of people do as well, uh, especially when you start talking about older games that we haven't talked about in a while, kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, you know, we yes, just, I, yeah. moments ago just talked about that because of your awesome shirt. And I'm like, hey, did you get a chance to look at the, the new Shredder's Revenge? You're like, I didn't even know. See, so there's a conversation. And, <laughs> as a Turtles fan, I'm so I, – I, maybe I don't remember it. I don't remember it happening. Maybe I just – I heard about the announcement. That's cool, and then just forgot about it. I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. possible. Like it, there's it, there's it, so it, much that goes on in a year these days. It's like it, you can't retain <laughs> it all. I'm a very simple man with very small yeah. with very small memory memory banks. It's um it makes things difficult. <laughs> if there's one franchise that has seen a great start and i mean think about this back in the days konami they they, they brought us teenage Mutant ninja turtles side-scrolling game i i remember playing with my brother for hours especially when it f finally came home to the uh to, to the super nintendo like could you imagine like crazy and then yeah. turtles in time came out and it was incredible and unfortunately since then there hasn't been a whole lot of good ones uh i mean the the NES one before that was the difficulty was ridiculous. It was just so hard. I never beat that game as a kid, um, or as a teenager, I should say. Um, and uh, obviously, uh, during the Xbox uh, Summer of Arcade, if you remember that, that was my favorite time in Xbox. They had a, a, a they had redid the Turtles in Time. I I loved it, and you can't play it. You can't play it now unless you have an Xbox 360 because oh really? You know, it's just yeah, you can't play it. I, I like it's not backwards compatible. I looked for it. It's not even. It's not in the store. Um, but now that they have, they're releasing the the new one, which looks it's a it's a complete love letter to anyone that's a Turtles fan, anyone that played the originals. And, and, and honestly, people who didn't even play the originals, I think you're going to dig this. Four-player, co-op, side-scrolling, beat-em-up. That is one of the things that I, I miss from back in the days. We don't have, still to this day, we have a few. We don't have enough. Like, the Streets of Rage 4 was epic, right? That was done, that, and they just released new DLC for it. Um... I think we need more of the side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Yes. I also think we need more couch co-op. I miss couch co-op, man, like, so much. I agree. Like, yeah. I, I, I play with... I have three boys, um, and I, I play with them quite often. You know, we get on... Um, they, they love playing Halo and Apex at the moment. So, yeah, just nice. starting to get into that. So, yeah, it, it's forced... And, like, we, we have a couple of consoles in the house, so we can kind of... With the crossplay with X, uh, with Apex, we can kind of get a squad together and play. And, like one of them will swap out or whatever. But the real magic is with <laughs> like Halo and the Master Chief Collection. We go on there and we just do like couch co-op four player SWAT, and we just like sit on the couch and we can just sit there shit talking to each other and jeering and and doing lots of dumb stuff. And and, and it is honestly the best experience. Um, yeah. And I, I would love to see that more with games, like because I mean you're at the point now where you look at like it takes to um, a way out where yes. there, there, there are games designed specifically for couch co-op, and um, what brought me around to that is those side-scrolling beat 'em ups are, are, are kind of perfect for it. Um, so yeah, yeah. see more stuff like that. I think would be really good. I think the last last side-scrolling beat 'em up I played up was uh, Battletoads. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Fun. I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, I, I know that I know that it wasn't the game that everyone wanted, but I think the Lala Studios did 
the the franchise justice. I, I thought that the writing was just so good. Um, it was, and, it was uh, fantastic. The, the, yeah, the cell shading art was just top notch. It's it's a shame that that launched with such controversy. Which I, I you know, and that's the thing. It, 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 and then the little annoys me about the industry as a whole is that when when Nintendo does something, even if it's heinous, ass ah, just it's Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, right. When Sony does something. Ah, that's okay, it's Sony. The minute Microsoft does something, even if it's the right thing, it's looked at upon with a, with a mega a microscope that's the size of a building. And everyone, including the gaming media, is, is really to blame for this. Like I said, listen, social media is always going to be social media. It's an open platform. You're going to get people that I call the keyboard cowboys that will say horrible things. Because there's there's no there's that there, there, you know there's nothing will happen to them if they say something racist or sexist or just straight up no mean. consequences. Like, oh no, this right. account has been banned. I create another one. You know, there's there's nothing yes. stopping you. And and the anim anonymity with that as well gives people a lot of extra courage that they really shouldn't have. Because I, yeah, I can guarantee you, a lot of these people would never say anything like this to anybody's face. But no, of course the not. second they're behind, there's that there's that screen barrier between them. It it, it doesn't matter. They don't give a shit. Right. You know. Yeah, it, it it's unfortunate, but you know, again, that's a that's a that's a great example of uh, you know a game that should uh, hopefully one day get a sequel, proper sequel with the f proper funding. Because sometimes you know Microsoft does things um that uh and not, not recently uh that they they would do things and they kind of half put the foot in you know what i'm saying like it's i yeah, want to get into the pool the toes, put my foot yeah. in, and uh you're not you know you know if you're, you're not in the pool you're not in the pool just because your foot in the pool doesn't mean you're in the pool and uh i mean i don't expect that to happen any further but we've seen the big moves that they've made and the dedication to the gaming you know to gaming to their to, to their customers more specifically for xbox game pass which is just exploded on the scene again i, I remember uh specifically uh, when i was on um the crossfire podcast everyone on that was like this is going to ruin xbox this is going to destroy xbox first party branding means nothing anymore um it's it's it, hold on a second i'm sorry it's okay no problem at all um and uh yeah so it was a never was that was a, that was a, that was the main talking point oh it, it's gonna go away in a year like microsoft does things they're gonna fail and here we are 25 million plus subscribers later it has become the standard yeah it's um it, it's really it's really stuck i mean the the, the i mean the initial concern i think was kind of justified microsoft does and did have did and does have a track record of kind of shutting things down fairly quickly if it's not working you know they're very quickly they're a business so the fair this isn't working get it out the door we take what we need from it um with things like the most recent one mixer um yes you know they, they acquired mixer things didn't go well um i have a pretty strong idea that they were kind of after that ftl technology um mostly to do with their streaming because after not long after that it's when they started talking about project x cloud um and all yeah. that, like really leaning into that with with game pass as well um so that's kind of what they were kind of after with that acquisition and they got that uh mixer didn't prove to be profitable or worth kind of maintaining for for microsoft as a company so they went see you later 
Um, and that's, that's going to happen with large companies. There are things that aren't going to work and they're just going to cut and run because they can afford to do that. Uh, but when they find something that sticks, especially that it, it's, it generates goodwill, generates good money, and is showing continual growth, there is no way they're going to hinder that at all. And yeah, I think they've really hit the sweet spot with, with Game Pass, especially their marketing lately has been yeah. absolutely like on point like it's it's their strongest form at the moment um some of the stuff that come out like the real like the 80s and the 90s callbacks with um with some yeah. of the advertising <laughs> videos great i loved it <laughs> it's so yeah, good. It was great yeah you know it's funny i'm gonna use this story uh i i just saw it pop up on my feed now you know obviously they have the xbox uh series x fridge yeah, I had the fridge, right? Uh, which I, I'm buying. I, I just want you to oh, know that same. I have a space. It's going, I, it's I, going right I, here. I'm moving a shelf. It's going to be right there for me. Yeah, it's it's going to be brilliant. I will figure out a place for it because I, I have to have it. What's crazy is they released a Series S luggage. Oh, the flight That's Microsoft. I saw that today. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've, I've got a few friends that have had that sent to them, and. It is the coolest thing. Like I thought, oh, okay, it's just going to be like a cool luggage thing with some goodies in it. And you open up, there's a whole, there's a whole portable system. Yes, it's incredible. It, but again, this is this is the, the marketing change that came mm. uh, when. Um, oh man, I, I don't recall the man's name that came back. He was, uh, he was a part of the Xbox 360 era. He left. He went to Sprint. And then he, uh, no, he went to American Express after that. And, af and then from there, he went to Netflix. And Netflix obviously exploded. He came back to Xbox last December. Uh, it was his first stint back in the company. He has, has taken over as the marketing lead for the Xbox Series X and S. And you can see the difference. Like yeah. a changing of the guard. It, the, 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 one of the biggest complaints that I've always had with Microsoft in the, for video games, not, not so much, you know, Surface and everything else, has been their not having the pulse uh, on the community when it came to their Xbox brand. And in the last 18 months, my God, it has been an, a complete 180. Like they have really mm -hmm. tapped the pulse of the people and even the memes, you know, making fun of the refrigerator. They made a refrigerator. They made a refrigerator. Like they made a they made a fridge. I think I think the the biggest contrast is like back before this change happened with marketing, Sony and PlayStation were kind of marketing-wise were fairly even. They were fairly similar in the way they approached things. Um when Microsoft changed, uh, PlayStation hasn't so much yet. They've they've very stayed very formal and very kind of they have they have a process and which which is respectable. Um, um this isn't me trying to hang shit on PlayStation at all, but the, the, there's a there's a marked <laughs> difference between PlayStation advertising and Xbox advertising now. Yeah, like PlayStation, mm -hmm. it, it's it's a very, it's very kind of on point. It's very like not not serious, but it's it's very expected marketing like you know what you're going to get from from a playstation ad you know what you're going to get from a playstation conference um xbox is kind of just throwing that out the window i was like you don't know what they're going to get they're, they're making fridges and, and portable gaming system suitcases and it's wild man i'm <laughs> i'm excited to see kind of what happens and how far this goes like yeah it it, it uh, it's fun right they, they they've made they made gaming fun again. They made Xbox gaming f 
fun again. And and that that that's the, the, to your point, the Phil Spencer effect. Yeah. Um, you know, we have seen. See, one of the things that I I mean, there's a lot of things I love about Xbox, but specifically is how the higher ups. I mean, these these are corporate positions that in standard corporate America you don't hear from these folks. You don't hear them on social media. You just don't because that's not what they do. But now, you, besides Phil Spencer being front and center, I mean, this is a guy that comes to people's podcasts, right? This is a guy that jumps in and listens to shows, you know, even when they're talking negatively about Xbox. And he understands. I yeah. mean, some, some it's warranted. Some is, you know, ridiculous fodder. But what I love about it, it's not just Phil. Like, for instance, Sarah Bond, one of my favorite uh, people at Xbox, who I think is going to be uh, eventually six, be Phil's successor, in my I opinion. Can, I, I can, I, you know, I can see that, you know, the, especially. Yeah, she's very recently, smart. They've, they've, they've really, they've really pushed her to the forefront as well. Like, she is there with everything, um, which is, which yeah. is fantastic to see. Um, we would yeah. love to see more women in gaming, especially in those kind of positions as well. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I can totally see that that happening. Um, maybe in like five or six years, potentially. Depending yeah, I mean, when, I, when Phil wants to. It's give funny it up. because Phil, Phil, Phil had been asked well, during the, his interview with, um, I believe he was on Kind of Funny. Uh, as a matter of fact, which I'm a big fan of uh, Greg Miller and those guys over there. You know, love what they do. Um, and he was specifically asked about retirement, and he's like, "Listen, I I really don't have it. Like, I love what I do. Like, I'm doing something that I absolutely love. So I can actually see Phil hanging around another ten years. To be honest with you, yeah. uh, m- m- you know, m- m- maybe six, maybe eight. Right? The ten might be too much. But Sarah Bond, she's young. She's very energetic. She's she's you know, again, tapped the pulse of the community. Very smart. A gamer." You know, she involves her kids in the gaming that she does. Um, I love how Larry Herb is out there. I was able to interview uh, uh, Major Nelson in 2019 uh, for E3. It was great oh, wow. for the channel. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. They, they, and it's crazy because Microsoft reached out to me, which is, I mean, I, I only oh, have. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but I love how everyone gets, you know, it, you know, is front and center with the community. It's super, it's super important. Jason Ronald, the guy that created him and his team, is out there doing podcasts on the Iron Law, talking about how they came up with the Series X. It, only Microsoft is doing that. You know, you don't see anyone from Nintendo. Certainly, you don't see anyone from. Uh, for, I mean, you don't want Jim Ryan talking because whenever he does, he puts his foot in his mouth. He's a terrible talker. He's terrible. <laughs> Uh, even Herman Holtz, who is Phil Phil Spencer's position in Sony, not a great talker. They're very dry, like toast. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Where, yeah, yeah. Whereas when you look at what goes on with Xbox, it's like a party train almost all the time. So, lot lot to get excited about for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Nintendo really lost something when they lost Reggie. Reggie oh, was fantastic, Reggie. and I think I, I think I think that's I, I think that's where where Phil will be headed. He'll just be like, it'll just be Phil, and even when he's kind of retired from the position, he'll still be around doing stuff. Yeah. Um, but he just won't be an active active part of the business anymore. He'll just be like the 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 the, the platform celebrities. Oh, Phil Spencer, you know, he comes in and <laughs> drops his words of wisdom and then leaves. <laughs> You know, you know what that's missing from PlayStation. Who I loved, Sean Layden. Uh, Sean was a proper gentleman. Uh, he was the brand. 
He was the he was the Phil Spencer. He came out on stage and he was excited and he was animated and he was fun, and he disappeared almost uh, I- I- overnight and no one knew what happened to him. Uh, I-, I mean, obviously we know what happened to him. Sony Sony gave him the packing slip, uh, the pink slip, so to speak, and they just closed out his career on. Uh, uh, you know what the H happened, right? Um, and that's what they're missing. That's what they're missing. I, I know that they're the market leader and the brand leader and all this other stuff, but you can only maintain that if you continue to maintain it. And they have dropped the ball. Uh, obviously, we you know obviously part of the conversation that we started with with the sexual misconduct, Insomniac Games was just outed by one of a former employee that has a significant amount of documentation from other women. That careers were ruined. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge Ted Price fan. Like, I'm a huge, I love that guy. I think he's fantastic. And to hear that disappointed me terribly because. I imagine, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you the, know whole, the whole listen, situation is disappointing. But when it's, especially when it's kind of someone you, you look up to and you, you think, oh, no, no, yeah. there's no, there's no possible way. They, they seem like such a nice person. And that happens. Like, it, it really make, it really takes you back. Like, that, that little bit extra. It's like, wow, that's, you know, it really makes you question a lot. Um, yeah, again, very which is which, which, sure. which is kind of healthy now. You know, we're, we're we're going through and we're questioning everything, um, which I think is very important. Um, but yeah, disappointing, definitely. Yeah, well, I mean, listen again. Uh, there's just uh, I, I will say this, uh, regardless of what console you own, and I say this all the time. See, see, supporting all three consoles is a privilege. It's not a right. Uh, some people are just not in that position to do it, whether that be f- through financial, because uh, it's gaming's expensive. It's it, it, it's a thing, right? It's a, it's a cost. Definitely not a cheap um, no. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, the Xbox Game Pass definitely saves the money for sure, uh, yeah. which is which is great. Uh, no, uh, but the you amount know, of extra hard drives I've had to buy, no, <laughs> not really. I I just had to like I did like because I play primarily on PC, and I was like I'm out of I'm out of space, and tax time came around, sweet. <laughs> so I went and got myself a four terabyte hard drive. I'm like, all right. This is fine. The problem was my hard drive was drawing too much power for my PC. So then I had to go and update my pow- my um, my power system, and I was like, "Oh no, oh, <laughs> so my it's fine now." And I can probably afford another four to six terabytes, so I'm I'm future proof for at least six months. So Game Pass, we're good. <laughs> that's good. Well, especially with Flight Simulator, that that's a that's a oh, big man. one. That's gonna that's it's gonna take up a show. lot, but. Uh... But yeah, I mean, getting back to the the, the you know the, uh, the supporting the three consoles, it, it's it's something that I enjoy doing. Uh, I I think that as a gamer, if you consider yourself you know the quote unquote gamer, it doesn't matter really. It should well at least it should matter where you play uh, as long as you're enjoying it. I I find uh, equally expansive experiences on all three consoles. Uh, I, you know, I can enjoy Horizon Zero Dawn and what, you know, Aloy means to the PlayStation brand as much as I'm going to enjoy Joanna Dark when she releases in 2023, right? Uh, yeah. For Nintendo, it's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Nintendo kid. I got, I got my first Nintendo for my 15th birthday and uh, back in 85, and I've been a fan ever since. Now, granted, their, their practices are egregious. <laughs> Yeah, There's no doubt about it. The longer, <laughs> the longer it goes on, the angrier I get at Nintendo. And I was like, okay, you're releasing the same Pokemon game every year, but two different versions where there is minimal 
and you want full price for like the next four years. Like, I went to buy, like, I, I got a Switch um, kind of later on and I was like, oh, cool, I can go play um, Breath of the Wild and, and all those really good games that have come out. And I went to go and buy Breath of the Wild on, on digital because I'm like, I'm here, it's fine. And it was still full price. This is like four years after yeah. the release. And I'm like, excuse yes. me, Nintendo? What are you doing? <laughs> No, no, <laughs> Nintendo. This is bad. So I went down to the my local game store and picked it up for forty bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm supporting local Nintendo. Local. You know what's crazy oh, though? Even at forty bucks, like how many games have released at a third party that will launch on this Friday and then sixty days from now they're twenty bucks, exactly. but both digitally and physically. So it, yeah, Nintendo. That yeah, that's crazy thing. I only buy physical Nintendo stuff. Like I won't buy digital because if I ever had to get rid of it, I know I'm going to get top dollar. I know that if I went to GameStop, which is taboo yeah. for many, you're getting at least thirty bucks, potentially more if you tr- you know if you got you know trade and promotions or stuff. So you could walk away with trading in a game that. But you know, f- get forty bucks and buy something new. I, I don't do a lot of trading. I, I like my I like my collections, but um, I buy Nintendo stuff physically simply because they retain their value so high. It's crazy. Yeah, the, the retention value. Like I think um, one of the local stores I have, um, it's, I think the, it's called CEX, and um, they have like a bounty board out the front. And so they have like, oh, this is what we're looking for. So, you know, obviously when new consoles come out, there's like, oh, we're looking for trades on this. We'll give you this much. We sell it for this much, yada, yada, yada. And Nintendo stuff is always up there. There's always a Switch in the top 10. There's always a Nintendo yeah. game in the top 10. And it's like, it, 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 it makes money, like really, even secondhand, you know. Nintendo's been around for, for such a long time now too. And because they had such those, those such unique characters through like Mario and all that, um, they've really they've got the nostalgia tapped into the veins, um, and they are taking yes, full, they do. full advantage of that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not excited uh, for myself as well as my wife because we played well, on the N64. The Mario parties, the first three, were fantastic. We played yeah, for hours. Yeah. So the new one that's coming out uh, this year is a compilation of all their best games. Uh, all of the best mini games from across the the ten of them that's been released. So I'm I'm super excited, but but again, you know that's Nintendo tapping into what makes us love video games, and they just know how to do it. They do. They've they've got it down pat. They've been doing it for years. Um, I mean, I hate them, but also hats off because you love them. I, I love them. It's <laughs> it's such a it's fucked great. up relationship. No, it, oh, it really man. is. It's almost like an abusive relationship. You know, you want to get away, but you know you can't. It's it's yeah. terrible. It's terrible. It's, like it's not great. It's not ideal. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting if Nintendo actually releases something new. I mean, listen. I, well, I'm I mean, not, look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sit down and not say a lot. I didn't run out and buy and pre-order the uh, OLED Switch. I don't I have a. And what's crazy? I know it's it's lunacy. I I, I upgraded because I had the OG Switch. So when the right. Mario Edition, the red one, came out, I bought it. I traded my old one in, got the new one, and the red color on the box looks really nice. In my console, it's horrendous. So I was oh. like, you know what? <laughs> Let let me trade. I, so I, I reserved it. I'm going to trade this, and I'm going to get two and a quarter for it, which isn't bad. 
which is yeah. not bad, towards the OLED, which that I, I, because I, there's, there's a red one also of the OLED, uh, which I, I didn't want. Uh, but the new one, it has the white and black. It's nice. It's like very sleek looking. And that's going to be nice. So I'm going to wind up trading it in. But again, I do, do I actually need it? No. But do I want really. it because I'm a Nintendo fan? Yeah. So as, as, someone who, as someone who primarily plays on console, um, how did you feel about the Steam Deck announcement last week? I got very excited because um, I want it exclusively for Xbox Game Pass use. I'm not a PC guy. Like, I have a nice right. PC. I don't have a yeah. rig. I have a nice PC that could do all of my show production stuff and my video editing and podcasting and stuff like that. And it's, it's fantastic. Touchscreen. It's, 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 it's amazing. My wife bought it for me last year. Um, I got excited because um, what I, as much as I enjoy the ideology behind X, uh, uh, Project X Cloud or, 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 or cloud gaming, as they now call it. Um, I hate using the devices that are currently available. Like, I even have the, uh, the Kishi, uh, for, uh, you know, um, that you put I've your been, phone into. I've, I've been looking at that one for myself because I need it's, something it, compact it's, for the train. It's, it's nice. It, it, mm. It's, it's a, the controller aspects of it, very nice. My biggest problem with it is I have big hands, very big hands. And I have my phone in a case, that hard plastic case. So when I want to use that thing, I got to take it out of the case. I got to unclick it. I got to take off the oh. rubber. It's a, it's a big pain. When you yeah. get calls, you get messages, you got to stop what you're doing playing the game. So I have always wanted Microsoft to potentially team up with someone. If they didn't want to make the device, no problem. But at least... Give us an option of a, a traditional handheld with a device that uses xCloud. And obviously, there's going to be a lot of PC guys that are going to be doing stuff with the you know, mod, mod, modifications on this thing. Uh, a lot of the uh, older arcade games and like, you know, like the, the, the Raspberry Pis of the world, they're going to find how to put that on there. And that's great. For me, I just want to play my Xbox games on a traditional handheld that doesn't feel like it's going to break in my hand. And, and, that's, and that's why I, I pre-ordered the 512. It's expensive. And I don't spend that kind of money often because, you know, I'm retired. So it's, you know, you got to manage your money. But because I'm not getting it, I'm not on the list until second quarter of 22. Right, yeah. I so have you've, got, you've got some time, time there to kind of put it away. And yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's cool. Because I think that was one of the cool things about it. Is, oh, by the way, this can just run Windows. Yes, that's great. Yeah, um, I think yeah. yeah, and once once the modding community kind of gets a hold of that, because I think now it's kind of limited to a lot of smaller titles. Like we're not getting a lot of massive AAA titles on the Steam Deck itself. Um, it's gonna be a lot of smaller indie titles, which is great because there are some fantastic indie titles that are on PC that are all like this needs to be on Switch because this would be fantastic as a handheld game. And this is where those are going to shine and it's going to be the best because I can play my... I, I, I can't get them in... I can't get one in Australia yet, but it's probably something I will look into. Again, for similar reasons for why you prefer this over like the mobile phone and the Kishi, um, just for that convenience of like, I don't have to that and it's not a yes. switch so i can't only not play nintendo games i can kind of play whatever i want um yeah but there's a lot of like really cool little twin six shooters out there little survival games that'll work perfectly on there and I'm, I'm excited for that so hopefully they can announce an australian release date soon um yeah 
It'd be good. Thank you, thank you for thank you for coming on, man. I, I do appreciate and taking the time this morning. I know you've got your your own show on. Speaking of, um, here's your here's your chance. Plug, tell people where to find you. Um, you can find him about an hour. Not that we're listening live, yes. but you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, super easy, folks. Listen, if you enjoyed the banter, uh, this, what what you see is what you get on camera, off camera. This is how I am in real life. I love I love gaming. I love the community. I think uh, my involvement with this community has been the best thing for me personally because I get to meet so many people. Much like yourself, you get to interview people. You get to talk to people you never talked before. And that's what life is all about, new experiences, meeting new people. Uh, if you're interested and you want to check out the banter and you you're, you want to see uh, you know, my 113,000 tweets or something. I have a ridiculous amount. If you want to follow me at Mr. Boomstick XL on Twitter, uh, if you're interested and you want to take it a bit further and you say, Hey, listen, I really liked how we talked about video games and I want to check out his content, go to YouTube, type in double barrel gaming, and you'll find Mr. Boomstick four live shows per week. Uh, they're all researched properly. They're all written properly. We try to keep it very PG-13. Last night I was a little testy. I don't like to curse, but I dropped a couple of ones because of the subject matter that you know gets under my skin, especially when, when you talk about the sexual misconduct. I can't stand that. Uh, and so, yeah, Mr. Boomstick XL on Twitter and Double Barrel Gaming on YouTube. I, I can almost guarantee that if you, if you check it out, you will not be disappointed. Fantastic. I can I can second that. I've been I've been consuming your content more recently because I've I've only just really found you in the last few months. Um fantastic content, guys. Thank very you. well spoken, very knowledgeable. You should definitely go check him out. Um for those for those who are listening, um it'll be in the show notes. If you want to get in touch with me on the podcast if you're new here, you can find us on Twitter at left pod at left underscore pod. Uh we're also on Instagram at two left thumbs podcast. And you will find the video version of this uploaded to YouTube at the same time. It'll be there in the announcement tweet at two left thumbs dot online. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Boomstick, thank you so much for coming thank on you. and hanging out with me. I've had a tremendous amount of fun. Um, thank you for chatting and, uh, everyone else I'll chat at you next time. Bye. Take care, everyone.